And I want us to look at some scriptures here today and something that I do believe is so important for each one of us as members of the body of Christ to be looking at. And they, we've entitled the message today, Looking at God's Plans. Looking at God's Plans. Receiving revelation knowledge of God's plan in every generation defeats the enemy. Even in your personal life, when, when you receive revelation knowledge concerning uh, God's plan for your life, it enables you to look beyond your current situation, or maybe, maybe it may be current situations or circumstances. And that's exactly where God wants us to, uh, for, for us to be, that we look beyond the circumstances that we are facing right now. This creates focus in you and an attitude of victory. I'll never forget, as long as I live on, on 17th June 1996, when I gave my life to Christ, on a Monday, after drinking night, and then that morning, uh, I, I had come to the end of my, my life, I thought, because I knew I was going to commit suicide. I knew that I'd come to, to, to the end of my life. But then I gave my life to Christ, uh, a woman anointed by God cast out devils that had tormented me, and I gave my life to Christ, and, and then that was on a Monday, 17th June, 1996. Then on Friday night, God spoke to me for the first time, so clear, and the amazing thing is this, when I looked at my, my life as if I'd come to the end of it, he started showing me the future that he had for me. He started showing me his plans for my life. And I didn't know any preacher in my family. I didn't know any pastor in my family. Probably I'm the first one. I don't know in many, how many generations. But you see what God was doing was removing me from the current situation that I was facing. And he was showing me of his plans and in his purposes. That's what he does. It creates focus in you and an attitude of victory. And I started realizing there is more that I can do in this life. And praise God, it's been over, over 23 years, and here I am today, blessing the Lord our God. Hallelujah. I believe Ephesians chapter 1, 17 to 23, and Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 21, I believe are such crucial prayers that we should, to be, we should be praying especially during this time. And I want you to pay attention to what I do believe the Holy Spirit has put in my heart and God wants you to receive. Take your book, write notes, go back to them, make prayers, use your faith, and let's stand against the will of the devil and establish the will of God in our lives. In the book of Genesis, we see God creating man in his own image and likeness. What a glorious thing to behold. Man in the glory and with dominion in the earth. In Genesis chapter 3, just two chapters later, Adam and Eve sin against God. Sin enters into God's perfect creation. Devastating? Yes. But, say but. But God. Hallelujah. But, however sad all was not lost because God sees beyond what is given at a given moment. Uh, I mean, God sees beyond what is happening. That's what I wanted to say. God sees beyond what is happening at a given moment. He's a God of faith. 
He sees beyond what we're experiencing right now. He speaks about his redemptive plan right there at the garden when it seemed like the devil had won. He points to man, man's all only hope, the Redeemer, Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor Davis, did he, did he do that? Yes, let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Right there, man is in his sinful nature, you know, has received a new identity of sin. This is what God starts speaking of the Redeemer, Jesus Christ. He starts speaking concerning the future. And he says this in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. If you have a good Bible, you realize that her seed, seed, the second, her seed is capital S, talking about divine. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now we know naturally that a woman doesn't have a seed. But you know what that was doing? Was speaking prophetically concerning the virgin birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is our Redeemer and who is our Lord. And in his mercy, God in his mercy, he also does something prophetic, putting, pointing towards his redemptive plan for man, and we find that in Genesis chapter 3, verse 29. I mean, 21. It looks bad. Here is a creation that had never known sin, had never been touched by sin, and it looks like the devil has won a man who had glory around him, surrounded by the glory of God, is, has sinned. He was even looking for fig leaves to cover himself, representing his own works. But God is merciful. Say, God is merciful. You remember what you spoke last Sunday? God is merciful and full of compassion. He's gracious. What does he do? He, he, in, in verse 21 of, uh, of Genesis chapter 3, also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. An innocent animal's blood was shed for his skin to cover man and his wife who are guilt of sin and who are naked at that time. This points to the man of death, an innocent son of God was to die to redeem a guilty man, he shed his blood. What is God doing, church? He's still speaking concerning the future. Remember what we are talking about is uh, looking at God's plan. Do you know what God wants us to do? Is to remove our eyes from what is happening around us and start looking at, at his plan. What is God's plan? In Genesis, again, in, it meets with a man called Abraham. God's dealing with, dealings with Abraham, uh, showing him his redemptive, redemptive plan for man. He had a need for a child, and his need was real. But obvious, Abraham, being a man of faith, a covenant-minded man, saw beyond his need into God's plan for humanity. You know, if you keep focusing on our need or our needs, will be blinded by the enemy to be able to see God's plan that he has in store for us. In John 8, 56, John 8, 56, uh, uh, Jesus, thousands of years later, he comes and he says this, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. You may think like, when did he see 
gods. Uh, when did he see the day that Jesus be, will be on earth? Again, I told you, he was a man of faith, a man who trusted in God, a man who was looking at God's plans for, 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 his, for his redemption of mankind. And I know when he spoke that in, 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 in John chapter 8, the Jews were mad. They looked at him and said this, you are not yet even 50 years old and you say that you saw Abraham? They picked up stones to stone him. Ha, ha, ha. Blinded people were not seeing beyond their, their, their circumstances. But here is the Son of God manifesting. I believe Abraham received this revelation knowledge in Genesis chapter 2. Chapter 22, sorry. Uh, I, I believe we did that. He received revelation knowledge where, where Jesus comes thousands of years later and he says this, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Let me see if we can read some scriptures from Genesis chapter 22. Hallelujah. You are not in a hurry to go anywhere. Anyway. You are at home. Get some coffee. Don't be distracted. Get some tea. And then smile and wave at the pastor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Genesis 22, uh, it says this. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to Abraham, uh, and, he said, uh, and, and he said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Does that remind you of John 3, 16? For God so loved the world. Your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now you know this was his only son. You know how much he had waited for this son. And God is saying this, I want you. In other words, remember we are talking about looking at God's plans. I want you to look beyond what you have right now into the plan that I have for you. I want you to be, to look at the future that I have in store, not only, not just for you, but for mankind. And Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and, and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offerings and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. In verse 4 says, Then on the third day Abraham lifted, up, uh, lifted his eyes and saw the, the place afar off. T-H-E. The place afar off. That's Mount Moriah. And I know this is debatable to some people, but it definitely has been, you know, in the, in the study has been known that this Mount, Mount Moriah is the same spot that our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, was crucified. That Golgotha. The place of the skull, the same place. And Abraham said to young men, stay here with the donkey. The Lord and I will go yonder and worship and we'll come back to you. And in verse, verse, let's see if I can look at some things over here. In verse, eight, verse 6, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offerings and laid it on, the, on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look the, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? 
And Abraham said, my son, listen, God will provide for himself the lamb for burnt offering. So the two of them went together. And I think you know the story, and that's exactly what did God did. Jehovah Jireh, or you can say Jehovah Jireh, or Jehovah Jireh, he provided for himself. And that has been his plan. And we can go on and on to talk about uh, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ because this was so prophetic. I like it in Genesis 22, verse 17. In, in verse 18 from the Amplified Classic Bible, he says this, in blessing, that is when, when he wanted, you know, when he was ready to sacrifice Isaac and and God, the angel of the Lord, spoke from heaven, and he says this, In blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of the heavens and like the sand of the seashore. And your seed, capital S, your seed. Do you remember Genesis chapter 3? Come on, you can answer me. Do you remember in Genesis chapter 3? The seed of a woman. Now here comes God is speaking to Abraham and he says, And your seed, plural, capital S, heir, will possess the gate of his enemies. And in your seed, the, the Amplifier says in parenthesis, Christ shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, and by him bless themselves because you have heard and obeyed my voice. Just like what Brother Francis was saying. Oh, come on. This is the time for us we need to be obedient to God. We look beyond our circumstances right now. And we start looking into, uh, we start looking at, at God's plan. God, what is your plan regarding this? The same thing we find in Numbers chapter 21. And you know, you know the story, if you've been looking at your Bible, that the children of Israel complained and... Uh, they complained against uh, God and they complained against Moses and they say, why, why did you bring us to this place to, for us to die? That is after God had delivered the children of Israel from Egypt and, and he was taking them to the promised land. And when they complained, thank God for Moses. He repented on behalf of the people, asked God for his mercy, and then Moses, God gave him an instruction. You know what, what God does, church? God sends his word to deliver his people. In other words, right now, what we are facing, what God wants for believers to do is to receive his word. To receive his word. Psalm 107, 107 verse 20 says this, he sent his word, and healed them. What is it that God is sending and has sent in this time that we are living? His word. His word. Church, we can't neglect his word. We can't put aside his word. His word is his plan. His word is his will. His word is the way we should go. In Psalm 119 verse 105 says this, that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's what we need, church. His word right now. This, this is what the world needs right now. 
the word of the living God. And therefore, in Numbers 21, in verse 8, God speaks to Moses. Because the fiery serpents had come in, and they, they started, you know, they, they'll bite them, and, and people are dying. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and, and it shall be that everyone who is beaten, when he looks at it, shall live. Look and live. You know the song. Look, when, you look, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole, and so it was, if a serpent had beaten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. What is God doing here? Look at this. Their current situation was that pain they were feeling. These are called fiery serpents. I don't know if you, you've ever seen such kind of serpents or scorpions. I don't know if you've ever been beaten by a serpent. Thank God not. But I have actually been beaten by a wasp. W-A-W-A-S-P. It bites. Or oh, a bee. You know how it feels. Terrible. Fire, wherever it's beaten. You know, I've been beaten by bees, you know, several, several of them that are go when going for, for hun, honey harvesting. <laughs> but you know what, what, what was happening here? With all the pain that they were feeling, it was so easy for them to concentrate on the pain and forget about the instruction God had given to them. God was removing them from their pain and was, was wanting them to focus on his plan for, for redemption. Why would I call it the plan, his plan for, for redemption? Because Jesus said the same in John chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. God for generations, church, has wanted his people to look at his plan rather than the distractions or distractions of the enemy. A personal revelation of his plan stops the devil and makes all the devil's efforts a child's play. Or child's play. Why well, he's a defeated for church. We know because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know it's not because of our own ability, but we know it's because of our Redeemer. So in Numbers 21, what he was doing, actually, he wanted them to remove their eyes from their pains and, and what they were experiencing then. And he told them, you look at that pole. You look at that bronze serpent and, uh, that had been put on a pole by Moses in obedience to God. And when they looked at the bronze serpent, they lived. In John 3, 14 to 15, Jesus is speaking with the Nicodemus, and, uh, and he says this. He refers to Numbers 21 by saying this, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So what was God doing? Again, he was removing the children of Israel from paying attention to their pain, from paying attention to what they thought was their need then, to the redemptive plan of God. 
Jesus is saying here, God wanted the children of Israel to look prophetically at the redemption of mankind. This only takes revelation knowledge. And again, that's why I've said it's so important during this time for us to be praying Ephesians chapter 3. That, that, uh, chapter, chapter 1 and chapter 3, praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the will of God or his plan. Church, is coronavirus real? Yes. But God's plan is the big deal. God's plan is the big deal. It's what the Father wants his people to look at. Not look at what is happening now. When there is more focus on the current situation, people miss the time of their visitation. Oh, I'm going to say that again. When there is more focus on the current situation, people miss the time of their visitation. They are blinded by the devil. What am I saying? Look beyond the coronavirus. Into God's plans. Into God's purposes. Into what is coming ahead of us. Glory be to God. Into what God wants to do. And church, I really do encourage you, as your pastor, just encouraging you that you don't place your, have your eyes all through on television, watching every news that is coming in concerning coronavirus. Some we know in, the, in our current situation, they have known what it is, and oh my goodness, they have studied it inside out until they feel that it's around them. Say, not me. I'm a man of faith. I'm a woman of faith. I'm a child of faith. Hallelujah. You shouldn't do that. Look beyond this coronavirus. God once wanted his people before the cross to look by faith at their coming redemption. That is why they are supposed to have been listening to the prophets he sent to them. That's exactly what they are supposed to have been doing, to listen to the prophets that God has sent to them. Because the prophets were speaking concerning the coming Redeemer. Here comes Isaiah, he starts speaking concerning, there is one who shall be born in Bethlehem. Micah, he starts speaking about the virgin birth. Jeremiah, where they were, when the children of Israel had been carried to Babylon, he said this, build houses, plant vineyards, he says, this is what will happen. After 70 years, you shall be delivered out of this situation. And then he says this in, in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know. Come on. I know. Take it, church, for yourself. Take it, Kenya, for yourself. Take this, this scripture, the world, for yourself and say, for I know. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. The plans that are good to give you an expected end. What is he telling them? Look beyond your, your circumstances now. Look beyond what we're experiencing now. And God, I believe, is saying to us during this time, look beyond the virus. Look at my plans. Look at my purposes. Look at my redemptive work. Look at what I've already provided through my son Jesus Christ and rise up your eyes and Glorify the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the new covenant, the church age, God wants us to look at what Christ has done for us and focus on his end time plan. 
Oh, I can put it plural. End time plans. This is why I know us taking Holy Communion, I hope you have a church, you have radio Holy Communion, you know, elements, wherever you, you are in your home. Uh, we sent out messages for you to prepare with yourself with the Holy Communion elements. But this is why I know us taking Holy Communion together as a body, as a local church body. And if you are a member of the body of Christ, wherever you are watching from, uh, you're welcome to Victory Faith Church family. And if you are not born again, I'm going to give instructions concerning your salvation. That you take the Holy Communion together as a body, is uh, taking, a, taking it together as a body is very important. What are we doing? Remember, I've made a point this in the new covenant, the church age. God wants us to look at what Christ has done for us and focus on his end time plan. Taking of Holy Communion, we are saying this. We do this in remembrance of him. In the midst of coronavirus and all fear going around, we take Holy Communion saying, we have not forget, forgotten our redemption, our victory over the devil and all his works. Glory be to God. The sickness, disease, poverty, lack, insufficiency, sin has been broken. The power of it has been broken. And we remember our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I don't know about you, but I feel like shouting and praising our Lord God. This should be our focus. You see what I have done actually? I've taken you from what was even way before the, the so, so to speak, uh, before, before the law. That's the time of Abraham going back to the Garden of Eden. And I brought you to the time of Abraham. And I brought you to the time, you know, just before the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Christ came. And I'm bringing you to a place that we are in right now and what you should be focusing on. The coming. There are greater things coming. There are bigger things that you've ever known before that are ahead of, time, of, ahead of us. Listen, there are glorious times ahead. Yes. Hallelujah. That's what, what all the children of Israel were supposed to have been doing. That's what all people that were, were hearing the prophets before the cross were supposed to be doing. Focusing, the apostle Peter says this, that on the cross, on his death, his crucifixion, his death, uh, his burial and resurrection, and the glories that are to follow. Hallelujah. The glories that are to fall. Do you know what that means, church? We are actually living in the days of his glory. The redemption story has already been accomplished. The will of God has already been done. Christ was crucified on the cross. Do you know where we are in? We are living in the days of his glory. And our focus should be on God's plan, not on coronavirus, not on all what is happening around. Is coronavirus real? Yes, it is. But let me tell you something. His plans are the big deal. His will is the big will. His purposes are the big, is, is the big will. Not, I mean, the big deal, not everything else that has been happening. Hallelujah. We are now entering into such a significant season of the plan of God. 
that we need to focus on. Passover is coming in a few days' time. Church, Passover is coming in a few days' time. Glory, it is our redemption story. Hallelujah. It's, it's a replay. And I, I don't want it just to be in the memory. I want us to experience the reality of it. The reality of our redemption. The total defeat of the devil. Fifty days later, the Pentecost is right here. Let us expect a new wave of the outpouring of God's spirit for the harvest of souls into the kingdom of God. You know, I'll go ahead and read out something that I believe I had the spirit of God saying. I'm talking about looking at the glories that will follow. Looking at what the God's plan for now. You know, I, I, what I do actually when I hear something in my heart, I type it. And then I, what I do first, I tell it to my, my wife, Tina, and, and read it out to her and say, you know what, honey, go ahead and listen to this. And uh, just mark these words. I believe they are from the Lord and I believe they'll come to pass. And that's why I have continued standing on what I believe I had the Lord saying on 15th of March in the morning when I was praying concerning coronavirus. As fast as it appeared, so shall it disappear. Listen to some, some things that I wrote here when I was praying on 23rd of March uh, 2020. I was praying today early in the morning and at around 6 a.m. I had these words which I'm convinced are from the Spirit of the Lord. There's a revival that is coming and will sweep through the nations of the world. It will not be in one nation, but it will be throughout the nations of the world. It's going to sweep millions and millions into the kingdom of God. Many signs, wonders, and miracle, miracles shall be demonstrated. Do not limit yourselves to the four walls of the church. If you do so, you will miss this opportunity to flow in this revival. There are things that are going to happen that have never been heard before. All these, all these will appear suddenly. Oh, glory. Agree with the word and say, yes, I believe, I receive it. That's God's plan. That's God's will. What am I doing as a pastor? I want you to remove your eyes from what is happening around. I want you to receive the word of God. I want you to listen to what, to what the Lord will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. And again, as I've said that Passover is coming in a few days' time. That, and 50 days later after the Passover, we are, we, are, we are believing God for the manifestation of the outpourings of God's spirit. The Pentecost is here. I'll never forget what what God did in my life, on, uh, I remember he spoke to me. I was freshly born again, so to speak. But on 22nd of August, 1997, 10.30 a.m., the Lord gave me a word. He gave it concerning my life and what he told me had called me to do. And then I didn't know what to do with it. And I wasn't raised up in church knowing, you know, you do one, two, three, and one, two, three, and one, two, three. No, I didn't know. It, I, I was raised up in the world system. And then, a few weeks later, he took me to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. 
And he says this to me. He spoke to me saying that this charge I commit unto you, son Timothy. According to the prophecies that went, uh, let me read it out. I think that's better. Uh, if I can have it in the King James Version, uh, I think that will be so good. Gen, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 18, he, he says this, this, this charge I commit, I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest wage or mightest war a good warfare. And the Lord spoke to me and said this, whatever you have received, the word you have received, I expect you to put that word in your mouth, to confess it, to say it, to expect it. You have an expectant heart. You have an expectant attitude, you know, concerning what God is, is, is doing. And that's what, 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 uh, what I was telling you concerning the children of Israel, what they were supposed to have been doing, that they were supposed to be looking forward to their redemption looking forward to the redemption that God had promised from the, even, from the time in the, in, the garden, in the Garden of Eden. On the 12th April, during our resurrection Sunday uh, service, or Sunday service, is the day we give our first fruits offering. Again, it will be agreeing, as agreeing with God's with God by calling those things that be not as though they were. Proclaiming with our first fruits offering that we are expecting supernatural harvests. Plural. Not just harvest. Supernatural harvest. Supernatural increase. It is a giving of faith. We will be saying that what is happening now in the world does not deter our faith in God. Let's visit again uh, uh, Psalm 46, verse 1 to 3. I think we've read the last two Sundays from the Passion Translation. This is our confession, church. Hallelujah. Listen to it from the Passion Translation. God, this is our proclamation as we give our first fruits offering. God. You are such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You are a proven help in time of trouble, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. So, can you say it with me in your house? So, we will never fear, even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For we, for the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves, cannot erode our faith in you. Hallelujah! For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. And he says, Sila. Pause in his presence. That is when we lift up our offering. We lift up uh, our, our fast fruit during this uh, Sunday, the Passover Sunday, the Resurrection Sunday. We are saying, for the raging roar of the stormy of stormy winds 
and crushing waves cannot erode our faith in you. We trust you as our redeemer. We trust you as our, our provider. We trust you as our Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Jireh. We trust you, the Lord our God, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that you are bringing onto this earth for the harvest of souls into the kingdom of God. Woo! Hallelujah! Glory be to God. Our God is a good God church. Our God is, is a God of plans. He didn't come up, you know, the end of 2019 or December 2019 or January. He's, 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 he didn't go around saying like, I don't know what to do. Now there is coronavirus in the earth. I don't know what to do. No, that's not God. That's not God. That's not our God. That's not our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. God has a plan. God has his plans already set out concerning his will on this earth. Let me see if I can read uh, some scriptures a little bit in, from Romans chapter 8. A little bit to stir you up in saying that whenever the crisis hits, that's not the time that God starts stammering around and not knowing what to do, no. Then we are his people, as he is, so are we in this world. We're supposed to be looking at his plan. We're supposed to be looking at his plans. We're supposed to be releasing our faith concerning his redemptive plan and the glories that has followed after, after the cross. In verse 22, listen to this. For we know, I'm going to read several scriptures. Anyway, we are Bible people, okay? For we know, that the whole creation groans and labors with bath pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting. Come on now. Eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. That day is coming. For we were saved in this hope. For what? But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait, wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That's why I'm going to give instruction a little bit at the end and, and an admonition. That's why we need to, this season, this time, we need to pray much more in the Holy Ghost than never before. Why? We are praying out the will of God. We are praying out the perfect will of God. We are praying out in tongues. What does that mean? Tongues are for today. They are still for today. Now, he who such as the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know, come on now, because of these prayers we're standing in faith, we know that all things work together for good. Come on. What is happening right now, we say this, we know that all things are work, uh, working together for our good. 
Because we love God and we are the called according to his purpose. It's exactly who we are. And then for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he may be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also justified. Whom he called, this he also Sorry, he, moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called, whom he called, this he also justified, and whom he justified, then he also glorified. What then? Come on. What then shall we say to these things? Come on now. If God, if God is for us, who can be? against us. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall you not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah! Even during this time, even the time like looks like nothing good is happening, he says this, he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall you not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge, a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? If Christ, it is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen. Whom is even, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or coronavirus, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, come on, yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through uh, him who loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, things present, come on now, things present, corona, nor things to come. Come on, what does it say? No height, no depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, who is our Redeemer, and it's a good place to shout, hallelujah, 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 glory be to God. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. God is a good God, church. Hallelujah. Therefore, again, I say pray much in the Spirit. During this time, pray in tongues and also the understanding. Pray that Ephesians 1 17 to 23. Do not stop giving. Let the, ne the next season unfold by the Spirit. Stay strong in the Lord. Church, this should be yours and my confession. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. My spirit is strong. My soul is strong. My physical body is strong. 
For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And speak Psalm 91 around you and around your neighborhood and praying for this nation and praying for the nations of the world, proclaiming the will of God on this earth. Don't stop giving. Again, let the season, the next season unfold by the Spirit. Stay strong in the Lord. With the holding in fear and holding in, in fear is not of God. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you how and what to sow in famine, like Elder Francis has said. This is contrary to all natural thinking. But thank God we are not natural people. Come on. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that the, the natural the, 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 the natural or carnal man cannot receive the, the will of God or the wisdom of God. But we are spiritual people. We do things by faith. We look at God's plan for us, uh, for us during this season, not looking at what is happening around us. We're looking at what is coming ahead of us. God spoke to us about 2020. Pastor Carla uh, Porter, our senior pastor, had this sometimes towards the end of last year, I think it was in November, that this is 2020's our year of increase. And then in the beginning of the year, uh, in the first week of February, Dr. Jerry Seville was here and, and he spoke to us the word concerning supernatural increase and, and, and deliver that word. Lay hold of this prophetic word, supernatural increase. Do you know what God did actually? Just like what I said in the book of Genesis, when there was, so to speak, crisis in the Garden of Eden, man has sinned, man has committed, you know, high treason. God didn't sit there and mourn and, and wept and wept and wept. No, God started speaking concerning his redemptive plan. And we read that in, in, uh, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. He started speaking concerning the future. And that's exactly, church, what God did to us. Pastor Carla had that word of increase in last year in, in November. Dr. Jerry Seville uh, came over here. He had that word last year concerning supernatural increase. Listen, just like God was speaking prophetically even before the cross, God spoke to us concerning his plans, concerning his purposes for 2020. I say this then, church, coronavirus and all what is happening, they are just distractions. Remove your focus from that. Walk as a person of faith, do what is required, all the directives that the government has given, and on and on and on. Do that, but not in fear. Not in fear response, but in faith response. But listen to this. What we should be paying attention to is the word of supernatural increase. What we should be paying attention to is what God has done through our Lord Jesus Christ. What we should be paying attention to, even as we come to the Passover season, this is what we should be doing. In preparing our seed, in preparing our fast fruits offerings, we're calling those things that be not as though they were. Just like the children of Israel, they were required by God to take their fast fruits and give them. They are actually depending on God to bring in the harvest. Jesus Christ 
is our first fruit. Do you know what it is? He was raised from the dead. He's not the only one who's going to be, to, to, be, uh, to be raised from the dead. He's been raised from the dead, and we are looking forward to the day of the glorious union of the children of God, that all of us, in a twinkle of an eye, we shall be changed and just pick up those glorious bodies and live forever and ever. And the one who has not given your life to Christ... We have good news for you, that you can be saved. You can have that hope even today by giving your life to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to talk to you about this. God spoke to us again. I'll say 2020. Say 2020 is our year of supernatural increase. Hallelujah. If you've never given your life to Christ, maybe you're watching for the first time, you, you have no idea who we are. You saw a certain man just shouting and praising the Lord. My name is Davis Kimori. I'm a pastor. And I love the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, like, I, I don't know that Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible is so clear concerning that. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10, it says this, that if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him, that is Jesus Christ from the dead, you will be saved. You might be right now in so much fear. Maybe even you've thought like because of what is happening around, you've thought like uh, is the world coming to an end? Let me tell you something. Uh, God has so much compassion towards you. And Jesus, our Lord, was God's demonstration of his compassion to humanity. God made a way for you, for me, and for everyone ever to be born on this earth to escape the wrath, that is eternal wrath, that there is the reality of hell and there is the reality of heaven. But to escape that, first by receiving Jesus Christ or confessing him as Lord and Savior. The Bible says that you shall be made a new creation. And what about all this, what is happening around? There's a scripture that I read from that Romans chapter 8. People of faith, us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, let me tell you something, we are not in fear. We have such great hope, just as the message, I've just spoken the message concerning looking at God's plans. We are not in any kind of fear. We know this. This is just a, a, a distraction of the enemy for us to remove, for wanting for us to remove our eyes from the plan of God to this coronavirus and all the chaos and the fears. But we refuse to remove, remove our eyes from the reality of our redemption. And you can do the same by fast coming to the kingdom of God by receiving Jesus Christ. So if that is you today, and I sense this, that if you've come to a place that you feel like, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm coming to the end of my life, and suicidal thoughts are being just coming over my mind over and over again. I'll tell you, that's the devil who wants to kill you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. But I come to you to speak the word of God to you. I know how, how much, I, 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 I so much uh, thank God for my salvation because I was in that same place about to commit suicide, but God delivered me. 
Would you pray this simple prayer with me, please? And then the Lord Jesus Christ will come into your heart, and you will, from this day, become a child of God. Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God, that God raised you from the dead. God in heaven, I ask you to forgive me all my sins. And this day, I receive your Son, Jesus Christ, into my heart. Fill me with your Spirit. Help me to live for you. Amen. I'm praying for you right now. Father, thank you for that salvation. I release your power for complete, complete change through the power of your spirit. I take authority of a suicidal spirit. I bind you now. I cast you out of this individual's life. And I speak deliverance and healing. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. In Jesus' name. Now, if you are around Nairobi, Kenya, you can come, can go to our website, and you'll find where Victory Faith Church in the Garden is at, and you can join with us. Or if you're outside this country, ask the Holy Spirit, ask God to take you to a, to take you to a church or to lead you to a church that teaches the Bible, the Word of God. And one day, if you don't meet on this earth, one day we'll meet in heaven. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. You know what, church? I hope now you have your Holy Communion elements ready. When you see such chaos in the world, then as a believer in Christ, you should know greater things are just about to break through. Say greater things are just about to break through. God's plan is being revealed to those who are looking and expecting it to unfold. When you see the devil mad, wanting to cause fear worldwide, then you should know that there are greater things coming. And I say, greater things are coming. Glory be to God. Things that we have not known, things that we have not seen, things that we have not been, uh, the earth has not experienced, they're coming on this earth to the glory of God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 to 12, he says this, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now, salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. And that's what we believe. Take your redemption weapons, glory be to God, and defeat the devil, the devil Jesus' body. 
His blood. Confess, proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Would you lift up his body, please? Father, we do thank you for our redemption. We thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ. We choose to look at your plans, at your purposes. We stand against the work of the enemy of this coronavirus by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Our testimony is that we are more than conquerors. Our testimony is the glory of God is flooding through this, the nations of the world and bringing many and many to the kingdom of God. And we partake of your body proclaiming that this is your body which is broken for us. Your flesh is food indeed. And we thank you, Jesus our Lord. You yourself bore our sins in your own body on the tree that us being dead to sins might live for righteousness. By your stripes we are healed and we do this in remembrance of you. Hallelujah. In the same manner, after supper, he took the cup and he said this, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Thank you, our Lord Jesus. The word of the Father says, we overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And as a pastor, and all of us agreeing, Pastor Callum and myself and the leaders, we agree for your protection upon all that have been called into victory faith and upon all those who are watching this online. We speak the blood of the Lamb. We say we overcome every devil of sickness, disease, fear, every work of the kingdom of darkness, we take authority in the name of Jesus and we lift the blood. We resist the will of the enemy. We resist fear. And the, the word of God says, and you shall flee from us. So Father, we thank you for your, the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. We partake it knowing we have been redeemed from, from the traditions of men, not with silver and gold, but by the precious blood of of Jesus. Your blood is drink indeed and thank you for your life flowing in these mortal bodies in Jesus' name.